0: escaping the odds. What do you think of when you hear that phrase? My guest today grew up on the south side of Chicago in public housing. How's that for some odds? It was there that he got involved in a heroin operation that was producing $15,000 a day. But everything was turned upside down when he caught a federal charge for conspiracy to distribute heroin and fentanyl, which resulted in a death. It was in that 12 years in prison that all the odds were stacked up against him that he knew he had to switch hustles. This mindset change is the reason he is where he is today. Come on, let's do a background check on Aaron Smith. Let's go. Have you or someone you know had your life turned upside down because of your past? Of
1: course, I have. Everyone
0: does background checks now, which makes it hard to bounce back. What do you believe? I believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It sh- it should pay you back. <laughs> this podcast will inspire you, motivate you, and inform you with everything you need. To rise above your past and and not be afraid to say, go go ahead, check my background. My name is Jaden Gum, and this is Background Check. You already know. Let's go. You can check my background. I'm a forgiving felon, so tell them that I won't back down. No, you can bet I won't live in regret. It's time to earn some respect. You are tuning in to Background Check. Hey everyone, welcome to Background Check Podcast. How's everyone doing? I'm your host, J. Gum, and uh, as always brought to you by Forgiven Felons, helping people with the past realize their future. Here, background check. We believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It should pay you back, and that's what this uh, podcast is all about. It's about me helping other people have their background, pay them back by sharing their stories. How does our background pay us back? Sometimes it literally pays us back. If you write a book and you make money off that book, your background is paying you back. If you go to a job and use skills that you acquired while you were in prison and you get paid for those skills, your background is literally paying you back. Even if you just witness to somebody and share the love of Jesus and the grace and mercy that he's bestowed upon you and they come to know Jesus in a way they've never known, your background is paying you back. The devil wants to keep that background stealing from you instead of paying you back, okay? And I believe that I believe that every thief should pay restitution. In the background, the devil stole a lot of our past with our background, and he's trying to steal our future with our background. He's trying to steal our present with our background, but I'm going to let it pay me back instead of holding me back. So don't don't fall for this man uh you know this idea that that you, you rejection has the final say no you keep going to the next if somebody says no to you that's their loss So anyway hey thanks again for tuning in every week you guys just are amazing that you continue to listen to this uh shout out to anyone who's listening new uh whether you're in prison out of prison in jail out of jail wherever you are Thank you for listening. I appreciate you sharing. I, I, we get texts and emails and, uh, and, and even letters from people in prison about how a certain episode has impacted their lives. Did you did you enjoy my girls from last week? They had so much fun on the show, giving honor to mama. So, I hope all you mothers had a had a great Mother's Day out there. And we are uh, we're, we're just excited that we get to do this every week. We've got some great interviews coming up. Oh my gosh. Just this week uh, I interviewed the guy that you're going to hear today, plus another amazing interview. We got two more scheduled for next week. It's incredible. The the people that God are, is allowing us to share their story. So thank you to all the past guests. And some of them we've had on a couple times and some of them we'll have on again, but thank you for listening. If you, if you weren't listening, we may not be doing it. Most people uh, Peter out about 13 episodes because they, they don't think anybody's listening 13 episodes. This is episode 91, so thank you. So big shout out to any new units uh, wherever you are. If you're a new unit that's listening to us or you, you're you an old unit then and a new listener, if you're a new listener and you're just starting to listen to our podcast and, and it's impacting you in a positive way uh, or even a negative way, if you just want to write us and tell us how bad we are, that's great too. You know, we, all feedback is welcome, you know. So, uh, or if we could do things differently, if, if you have a way we could do things differently, let us know something you'd like to hear, maybe a topic you'd like to hear every once in a while, talk uh, solo, uh, about a solo topic. But if you'd like to hear us talk about a topic or if you have a re-entry question or whatever, you know, if there's a guest that you think you want to, you want to hear on the show, uh, shoot us a text message, email, write us a letter if you're writing from prison. So, um, but thanks again for listening and we just appreciate all of you. I don't really have any big announcements right now other than uh, Texas inmates. Listen up. (laughs) Texas inmates, if you're listening, there was a mistake in the uh, echo, I guess. So we're getting tons of people writing us from an episode in the echo, and that's great. But there's also a ton writing um, other people and sending it to our mailing address, our ministry address so uh the address and the echo the only thing that is at po box 4283 Cedar Hill Texas 75106 is forgiven felons it's not another transitional house it's not some lady named debbie so uh, spread the word in Texas prisons all right but um, anyway uh if you're if you're in a, another state like I said or a county jail or wherever listening shoot us a, shoot us a a letter let us know that you're listening so before I get before we get into the show I do want to once again, man, uh, another sponsor of ours, amazing company, amazing friend, Rob Price with RP Media. You know, um, I've known him a long time, and it's been an honor to be his friend. He uh, he he produced the Forgiven Fells documentary, and it's, it's incredible, you know, uh, what he's done with that. If you want to see quality, uh, the quality of work that he does, go watch the documentary on Roku TV, Tubi TV. It's on the Christian Movie Channel on YouTube, go watch it and when you watch it you're actually making a donation to forgiven felons did you know that if you watch the commercials watch those commercials they're not that long watch those commercials on everything any platform you watch the documentary on and it actually makes a donation to forgiven felons so but that, but he's done that he's got a full service video production business they specialize in documentary corporate video promos educational training videos podcasting they have a do it for you system for podcasting okay they will if you want to record your own podcast, he'll come to you or you go to them and uh, he'll record your podcast. He'll post production, edit it, all that. Uh, they also do some small digi- digital media studio design and equipment build-out. So if you want if you want him to come design and build out your own little studio somewhere, he'll do that. Uh, he's got 25 years or more plus in the media industry, including being a former CBN, Christian Broadcasting Network, Uh, producer, screenwriter. He's also an author of a book called Blood Covenant, and he's been church media pastor and digital media arts college professor. So um, anyway, if you need any type of video work done or any podcasting, audio work done, any of that stuff, just give him a call, 214-354-6364. It's also in the show notes, 214-354-6364. Uh, you can email him at rob price R-O-B-P-R-I-C-E 6 the number six at gmail.com. that's rob price six at gmail.com. Uh, also if you tell him you heard it on background check podcast, he'll give you a five percent discount. that's good for the rest of the year 2022. all right so give him a call. all right so uh, let's get into today's background check. His name is Aaron Smith. He's been um, he's from Chicago. And he's he's just an amazing dude. Okay, he grew up on the south side of Chicago, but right now he's guy. He's been out for I think I think he said two and a half or three and a half. I don't remember. Uh, but we talked about it in the in the in the interview. But he's got a, he's got his own podcast called Escaping the Odds. He's got a little trucking company. Uh, he hires formerly incarcerated. He's teaching people how to start their own trucking company. Uh, he's doing so many good things, and this is what it's all about. These are the stories we want to share. You know, and, uh, his podcast is about sharing stories of inspiration, but also business. He, he, his podcast is, like I said, it's called escaping the odds. It's incredible. You need to go listen to it too. But, uh, today he's just an amazing guy. He's got some apparel. His mindset is talking about switching hustles. I love it because it kind of reminds me of, of, of ours. You know, uh, I still get drunk. I just switch bartenders. So uh it's got a great story and I can't wait for you to hear it. So here's my here's my interview with um, Aaron Smith from Escaping the Odds. Aaron Smith, welcome to Background Check Podcast, man. Thanks, thanks for
1: having me on, Jay, man. I appreciate it. So, all.
0: so a lot of people don't know, but I'm actually welcoming you back because the first uh interview uh uh you just didn't there was some there were some times where the internet cut you out, and uh I just feel like yeah. you have enough important stuff to say that I wanted to, uh, redo this. So I appreciate you being patient with me and, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and being willing to carve out, um, carve out this, this time again. So, all right, well, man, we're going to start from scratch and man, I thank you for being here. Uh, first of all, uh, look, tell, tell my listeners, which by now, uh, or now it has grown to include, uh, uh-huh. over 300,000 inmates, across the uh, nation. So you, you they're, they're going to get to hear your story. And yeah, uh, yeah. so I'm I'm excited about that. But uh, tell everybody who you are now, what you do now, companies you own, whatever family you yeah. want to introduce, uh, yeah, whatever yeah. ventures you got going, and then we'll do a background check on
1: you. Oh, for sure, man. Uh, well, first off, a man of God. It wasn't always like that. Um, you know, just had to go through my journey of incarceration and just kind of God had to sit me down for me to kind of become the man that i that I'll become. But, uh, born and raised south side of Chicago, um, the, the, the youngest of five children always was an ambitious cat. Um, I think my ambition just kind of took me down the wrong path, you know, and, um, started, started dealing with drugs early on, about 15 years old, um, kind of started off selling marijuana. I felt like that was kind of not as, uh, dangerous, quote unquote, as uh, some of the other drugs and everybody yeah. was selling or using it. So... I just kind of that was like my gateway drug into hustling and uh but I always value education or my family value education so I knew that I would go on to college and but I always had this like business mind you know um I was just selling the wrong product and so uh kind of fast forward uh, you know going to college uh, traditionally you know after high school um went for a business well all during this time I'm hustling in the streets so I'm like what people would say book smart and street smart at the same yeah. time. So, um, um, I got, um, I'm ambidextrous as, as, you know, one may say, um, yeah. So I started, started just hustling and, um, and up getting caught up in a big conspiracy here in the Chicagoland area. Um, people had died with the fentanyl. That was back in 2006 before that, that drug was, uh, was really, really known as it is now. Um, and so that kind of took me away to the federal system. I was uh, at a twelve-year sentence, and I was released in 2019, from 2009 to 2019. But going back a little bit, while I was in there, you know, I had this change of heart. You know, God worked on my, worked on who I was and who I, who He wanted me to become. Yeah. And um, I got back to the essence of who I was.
0: Now, did and, they? And did you? Year, did that happen by you going to a church service or did, uh, you know, a family member say something finally that really just clicked or did you just feel God in your cell one night? Um, yeah. How did you come to that, that, that mindset change?
1: Yeah. It, it clicked once the handcuffs clicked, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just to be real, you know, uh, I, I, I knew that, I knew that the only person that would get me out of that situation, I'm not even just talking about like physically out of it, like my mental, my emotions, more my, yeah. my spiritual man was dead, you know, and so uh, people say, well, you know, people always find Jesus when they go to prison. It's like, all right, well, when you you go to the hospital when you when something's wrong, right? So that was the church or Christ was my hospital, you know what I'm saying? Amen. And so that, that that's why I went. I needed, and, and it was an emergency, and so that's what uh that, that's what happened with me, man. And so, well, you know, as people that's listening, they know like when you're incarcerated, like Especially like the Christians, like people are be on you. Like if you do anything wrong, or you know, people are, like, oh, you supposed to be Christian, right? It's like you got this microscope on you, and yeah. so. Um, but luckily, I was around brothers who had a relationship more so than religion uh, in a federal in the federal system, and so it, I really grew from a spiritual standpoint, and um, like I made it my business, like to have a routine, and part of that routine was my uh my daily devotions, you know, in the word, whether it was Bible studies and even even learning and getting that confidence well, I can lead a Bible study, you know, you because, know. you know, once once you're able to teach it, like you're able to receive it even more because now you got that responsibility that, you know, you 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 are feeding people. And so it, it was a great experience. You know, I tell people that I went to prison on purpose and they look at me like I'm crazy. Like, what do you <laughs> mean? Like I'm like, man, I went to prison like God knew that you know I can I can handle it, and I will come home and I will do things and have an impact. I wasn't just going to go to prison and come out and forget about my experience or forget right. about the people that were in there. And so he 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 knew that I would be that, that I was that kind of guy. And um, so since okay. then I knew that. Yep, yep. I knew that um, entrepreneurship was 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 big on my heart. I've all like I said, I've always been a hustler, ambitious. And um, a lot of the men that I was around were the same way. Um, a lot of the men that I was around, they were already, like, entrepreneurs. Like, they were Wall Street guys or they just had businesses, whether they were blue-collar, white-collar. And so I kind of I learned so much from them. And I'm like, wow, you know, society has no idea that these men exist. Right. You know, they think, they think that we were just back here just doing dead time. And some people are, unfortunately, you know. But the people that I spent time around weren't. And I was like, man, you know, I want to make sure that when I get out, I want to change the narrative. I want people to know that, you know, that we can not only be great leaders, but like great business leaders, too. And uh, I wanted to be able to tell those stories, but not only just like an inspiring story, but like you can listen to these to my podcast, Escaping the Odds and be able to get like business sense. Like I've had had everybody on there from trucking to man, it's a good you, podcast. You it pretty much.
0: It's a great podcast. Yeah. and I love the name of it, Escaping the Odds, because, you know, uh, w- when we go to prison, there's a certain uh, stack of odds that are, that are stacked against us. Uh, statistics show that, you know, nationally, including state and federal, you know, almost 80% go back within three to five years. And so those are the odds. That's the odds yeah. that we have when we enter a prison system. and yeah. and, and the fact that you had a mindset change you know, and you, and you incorporated that into your, uh, into your apparel, you know, switched, yeah. switched switch in hustles. I love that. Cause I tell people I still get drunk. I just switch bartenders. And, right. <laughs> and so the fact that you were able to escape the odds that were yeah. stacked against you is one thing, but then to say, now I want to help others escape the odds. And part of that is sharing stories of others that are escaping the odds so that yeah. you can encourage other people. And that's why I love, I love the fact that this goes into prisons. And one day your your, your podcast uh, will, will be uh, a huge encouragement to inmates in prison as well. So uh, I know I know your podcast is going to get on there. But talk a little bit more real quick about your podcast and, like you said, who you've had on yeah. and what people yeah. can expect when they tune in to Escaping the Odds.
1: Yeah, um, I've, I've got over – I just finished my third season of Escaping the Odds. Over, like, 62, 63 stories, and one of the stories of course, my own story, so you guys get to learn a little bit more about the business that I'm in and, like, where I am, to how I got to where I'm at right now, Um, and pretty much, like, it's super authentic, it's super raw, you know, we, we we don't use, like, any foul language or anything like that when I say raw, but just, like, authenticity, you know, like, yeah. the guys that come on and the women that come on, it's like, hey, look, we go going to keep it real, we go going to talk, you know what I mean, we're going to get down to the bottom of it, but... It's, it always starts off like, of course, like with their background, but then also it ends with, we discussing business. Like what is the trucking industry? What is uh, the makeup, makeup industry, a whole host of, of different um, uh, services and products that, that guests are, you know, that they're, they're owners of. And um, yeah, so you get an inspiring story and you also get some business and some business knowledge at the same time.
0: That's so good, man. That's so good. Uh, what, when did you start it? And, and what was the main inspiration? I mean, I know we could just say like, I started our podcast because COVID shut us down and we couldn't go back into the yeah. prisons and share our stories anymore. Uh, and we yeah. would have a lot of guys in our transitional house come out and want to go back into prison and share a story. So I would teach them how to go back into prison and do that. But then we couldn't do that anymore because of COVID and yeah. that, that's what inspired me to start mm-hmm. our podcast. So what was the inspiration behind uh, wanting to do the podcast, and talk a little bit about the struggles and challenges maybe that you had starting it. So other yeah. people that that have that idea that think they want to do it can understand that it's not as easy as, as uh, you make it look, some other people make it yeah. look, you know, talk about the startup and the inspiration behind it. And, uh, you know, some of the challenges at, at the beginning.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, one of the main things I wanted to change the narrative, um, I guess I wanted some people to look at us differently, you know, we coming home, um, Like I said, we can be business leaders and just leaders overall. Um, I also knew that I didn't have any professional network despite going to college, got a business degree. i never used that stuff. So I didn't have any, I wanted to increase my social capital. And I knew that creating a podcast would allow me to meet so many different people. Not only people that were formerly incarcerated, but like business leaders and it's been working out for me. Right. Been able to increase that social network. Um, And that's pretty much like pretty much the one of the main two reasons, you know, and then I knew that I wanted to transition into telling stories. But now, okay, I've told enough stories. Now I want to present opportunities. Now I want to I want to put you in a position where you can come on the show and say you're an entrepreneur because of one of the things that I've done or I've assisted you in doing. And so, uh, yeah, so that's That's pretty much.
0: You know, yep. you, you you said a phrase there I want you to expound on because some people may not be used to that phrase. Uh, but you said, uh, I want to increase my my social. Why did I just capital. go blank? Capital. Yeah. You said I want yeah, to increase yeah. my social capital. A lot of people don't understand what that is. Um, yeah. So explain to them what you mean by that and and how and how you did that with the podcast.
1: Yeah, well, I'm gonna let you know where I learned that, that term from. Right. I was in a reentry course. And incarcerated about 2017 and that was one of the things that the instructor really uh pushed. like hey you guys got to increase your social account I'm like man what is so I knew social meant like okay maybe people you know yeah. and then as he went more into it, it was like your network I was like ah okay cool right. I've always been good at networking so that's pretty much what it is like being around people expanding your network because your network so for me your network is your network, uh or at least connected to it and um I've I, done pretty well in being able to expand that network and not only like for what someone can provide to me, but what I can also provide to other people, you know, yeah. and that, and that's important. Like it can't be, it can't be a one-way street. Like you gotta, it gotta be some reciprocity there. It gotta be some back and forth. Yeah, You know what I mean? Uh, I think that that's just only fair, you know, especially as being a man of God, like we gotta, we, we can't just be doing things just for the sake of like, what we want to get out of it. So that's, that's no more, no,
0: that's, uh, yeah. I mean, that's the, the spiritual law in the, in the, in the Bible for us is sowing and reaping, you know, if, yeah. we, want to, if we want to reap, we got to sow and that's, that's there the, you know. that's the part, you know, that, that some people forget we, they just want to reap without sowing seeds and without doing the yeah. work without plowing the fields in the off season. So, yeah. No. <laughs> uh, yeah um So, okay. So you have a trucking company. Yeah. And how did you start that? Why did you start that? And and what is that growing into?
1: Yeah, I um, I, when I first came home, I started working for a freight broker doing some dispatch work. Okay. And so I was like, okay, that was part of my plan to work for them so I could learn the industry because I knew I wanted to get into trucking uh, because I knew that it could be it could be pretty lucrative if you do it right. But I wanted to make sure that I got, you know, I got paid for my time you know, just kind of just, you know, just working. And so I did that. Um, and I just actually transitioned into like the trucking kind of full time. And so I was like, OK, cool. I started this trucking company and I want to hire people that are formerly and incarcerated. And I want to do it like from a non-CDL aspect because I know that a lot of people think that they want to go into trucking, but they think they have to have a CDL in order to do so. And so I, uh, I purchased a, a cargo van or Sprinter van. And I found a driver who actually I spent some time with incarcerated and he's been on the road with me. Um, the ups and downs of it, you know the challenges behind that, I can go into that as well. But um, yeah, so we started that. Well, I started that and the whole goal is to uh, be able to provide guys up and women opportunities to have their own trucking company Yeah. if you desire to do so. And that's, that's key because you know and trucking is it's so easy like to kind of get your own thing. And I think sometimes people kind of hop in the game without not, without having enough information. So they may fall on their face
0: without counting the cost.
1: There you go. And so, um, to mitigate that, what we did was, uh, we, we created a program. When I say we, I mean myself, uh, I partnered with a company called stretch finance, who provides like banking for formerly a concentrated in the Dallas area, really nationally. And, um, Create this content, man, with a guy named Air Handis, who spent 20 years incarcerated. And he has like four or five box trucks right now. So we put our minds together and we created like this comprehensive box truck course where you don't need a CDL. Um you can you can check it out on demand and really get all of the game that you need to start your uh trucking company with a box truck. And you can start making money, making money right away. And so we're consistently building on top of it. Uh, every week, we're adding things to it, uh, to the program. Uh, we meet every week on the Zooms just to kind of add value and bring people, industry experts on, so they can kind of lend information to kind of help the um, the participants or students like really excel as an owner operator of the box trucks. And hopefully, uh, we'll be able to get inside the footage so some of the listeners will be able to have access to it one day.
0: Wow, that is good, man. Now, uh, are, are you planning on expanding uh, the company uh, with more non-CDL trucks or are you one day expanding into the big trucks?
1: Yeah, uh, I'll do a little bit of both um, just because I, I don't – I guess I don't want to just kind of pigeonhole myself in one area. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I do know that uh, the box trucks can be lucrative or the cargo vans can be lucrative just from a non-CDL aspect. I don't want to kind of cut off that sector. But uh, I will be expanding into uh, getting some big rigs as well. But the main objective is to um, to put other people, <laughs> excuse me, put other people in position to be entrepreneurs. So I may not own the trucks. I may just kind of you may come work with me for you know a year or so, and then I kind of help you get on your feet, and we kind of work out some things and where it's uh, fair for for all parties involved, and you kind of kind of fly off and do your own thing.
0: But at least yeah. you're
1: doing it with. Um, you get an experience and a knowledge first before you just kind of jump out there,
0: you know, and that's, that's the key really. I mean, there's a difference between, uh, you know, it's kind of like uh, giving somebody a fish or teaching them how to fish, you know? Um, yeah. It's, it's okay to, it's okay to give them a fish starting off, but um, you know, if you just want a, a bunch of people under you that you're giving fish to, you know, that that'll work for a little while, but I don't think long-term it's sustainable but when you teach them how to fish when you teach them how to run their own trucking company and they move on that's you you're, you're leave that's part of your legacy now you know you and uh, that's one of the things we want to do with our resource center and the workshops oh. and the businesses that are connected to our workshops we want to give them the opportunity do you want to come run our business for a little bit and when you do and when you decide you want to have your own business in the same industry you let us know because we want to give you a little micro loan or or just say hey we want to we want to pay for your startup but you just give us a little money back as you as you grow uh that's that's what we want to do because man nowadays man um it's you gotta you gotta almost have your own business
1: Uh, absolutely you know i'm I'm gonna take that whole uh analogy a step further like what we want to do is teach people
0: how to own the
1: pond there you go that's you know? so
0: good, man. So good. I like that. I like that. That's real good. So now listen, I know I've been in prison before, not federal prison. So I don't know what federal prison is like. I know what state prison's like, and it sucks. Mm-hmm. I was able to rise above the, the uh, atmosphere, the prison environment. Mm-hmm. At first, yeah. when I got in, I became a product of my environment. Yeah. I got, I got into a fight, got locked up in seg ad seg, mm-hmm. uh, for eight days. I came out a different man. Then mm-hmm. I could not let myself become a product of that environment anymore. I had to change my mindset. I had to change my, mm-hmm. even the people, places, and things that I, I hung around and went to in prison. I had yeah. to change. <laughs> yeah. So I will say this, it was, to me, it, it, it seemed easier in prison to, uh, escape the odds, if you will. To kind Mm -hmm. of separate yourself from the bad people, even though they're still in the same dorm or in the same area, you can still kind of, you know, but once you get out here, you add a whole different. Now you got old running buddies that want to come into your life and they want to come back and they want to tempt you and test you see if you still want to do this and do that run here and go there. Mm -hmm. So talk about how uh, hard or easy that was for you coming out uh, knowing that you used to, used to run, uh, you know, a a nice little business before you went in, when you came out, I'm sure you had some, some old buddies that haven't changed their mindset like you have that maybe wanted to reconnect and hang out. And how do you, how do you navigate all that?
1: Yeah. Um, that's, that's a great question. Um, and I, it started for me in incarceration during, during my time, you know, um, in the beginning, it was similar to, like, what you, you know, kind of experienced yourself, like, the first couple of years, you know, I was uh, – I, I I still had a mindset shift. I knew that I wasn't going back to the streets. I knew that, right? But I was still doing some things that kind of be, like, wasn't of, 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 of Christ. You know what I mean? Just kind of, like, hanging around the wrong kind of people, just not really being conducive to where I wanted to go. But I also knew that I wasn't going back to what I used to do. Right. But as the years went on, like, I really – began to practice while I was incarcerated. That's like the practice. That's your that's your scrimmage game. You know what I mean? Right. If people place the yeah, yeah. things in there, so it's like when you, when, when you get out, man, that's like Friday Night Lights right there, you know? Because everybody now is looking at us, okay, you 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 had this image of what you were doing. I was most likely to succeed while I was in while I was incarcerated, right? Yeah. Because I, I started doing some of the things and wanted to do and be the person that I had imagined myself to be while I was there. So I was on the re entry committee. So when I meet people now on the outside, they remember the old person who I, not even an old person, but this person I became while I was in prison. And so they're like, oh, well, you know what, man, we're not surprised at it, right? So when I came home, I seen some of the old people that I used to hang out with or just kind of fill in that kind of a lifestyle, and it kind of all back knew just the way, I, the way I, uh, I carried myself that I was, uh, I was no longer about that life. And so when people see that they are a little bit apprehensive about bringing some, that kind of a stuff back into your life. Right. You know what I mean? So you have to kind of create those boundaries. And so that's what I did without even having to say it. It's just the way I move and carry myself. They knew that that I was about something different that, you know, like, okay, man, Aaron, you know, well, they used to call me ace. And that was another thing I did. Like I went, I changed my name. Not changed my good. name, but I went back and I, I I got I got rid of that that moniker. You know what I mean? Those nicknames, you know, because it's everything is in the name. And so I knew that. And so that was one. I actually did that when I was in prison. Um, and so when I got out, little small things like that, people kind of understood and knew. And so I didn't have to. Thankfully, I didn't have to deal with like the the temptations and that whole stress of like you That's know. Good. What well, what well, I tip and tone around the game, and I, I've been blessed, man. To have a to have a strong mind and strong support system where people kind of respect my decision.
0: Now, how long have you been out?
1: Three and a half years.
0: Three and a half years. Congratulations, man. Yeah, thank. You. Uh, now where did you grow up in in Chicago? I grew up on the south side, actually, uh, um, two neighborhoods, um,
1: on the on the southeast side, South Shore area, what they call it, but then also like in public housing projects too. That's where yeah. I uh. I call my case.
0: Let's talk about Chicago a little bit, man, because I mean, Chicago oh, yeah. is always in the news when they're talking about violence, crime. Yeah. Uh, you know, is it as bad as they say it is in the media? Is it worse than what they say in the media? You know what? I mean, outside of just the wind, I know it's windy, uh, You yeah, know, yeah. but uh, but you know, is it, <laughs> it doesn't sound very windy. You're outside right now. Uh, but, yeah. you know, talk about man, talk about that. And what, what is Chicago really like?
1: Man, Chicago is a um uh, well first and foremost, I would say it's a world class city, right? Um I was just reading that uh we have like the the second prettiest, that's the right word, skyline in the world. Number one in the country, though, right? But behind that skyline, you know, there's um uh, there's 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 a lot of poverty, uh, depending on where you're at. And Chicago is really one of the most segregated cities in the country, and so it's like invisible lines, you know. Okay, all right, that side of town is the, you know, Hispanics. This side of town is the Puerto Ricans, and so you kind of grow up kind of knowing that, and so you don't venture off into certain neighborhoods because gotcha. you just kind of know that what's what what that's about. But it's also a heavily, what well, definitely was when I was growing up, like gang culture, not so much like the Brugs and Crips, but other gangs, and um, it was really really organized, you know, and but with that organized I call it organized chaos, you mm. know. Um, and so with that there was a lot of violence. But it was, I think nowadays it's more so all of it is senseless violence. However, it seems like now, like innocent more innocent people are being like harmed mm. in Chicago. And I, I I attribute that to just like there's really no guidance with that organized chaos, unfortunately. And so um, it's almost like in prison. That's not some prisons or some administrations let, maybe I won't say let, but the the, the prisoners kind of run the prison, so yeah. to speak. Yep. Um, so it's organized chaos, you know what I mean? So it's like that once upon a time in Chicago, in a sense um and with that it's just like a whole lot of violence right now it's just it's it's super crazy but there's the other side of Chicago too you know you have the downtown you know like I say the skyline is so much so much to do here uh but you just have to just got to kind of watch yourself a little bit you know um, making sure that you're you're not in the wrong kind of neighborhoods and I think that's probably any any city any Any city area yeah you know but uh, I do think that um because of social media and technology, and everyone has a computer on in their hand, I think that um, it's it's so easy for people just to kind of, you know, put up posts or whatever about Chicago, and just kind of really, really adds to the, um, yeah, just kind of adds to the to the image or the yeah. reputation that it's a horrible place to be, and, and it's not though.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Hey, what was the one thing you missed the most from the free world when you were in prison?
1: No, that's a good question, man. I think that um it's being able just to kind of walk around, just just do what I kind of want to do get out of my get out of my box, get in my car, just drive.
0: you know my mine was I, I missed being able to get up and walk to the refrigerator and give me something to eat
1: yeah you know just something like that not, not having to wait
0: in line these bathroom or something like that. <laughs> yep. one of my one of my podcast guests he said he missed he missed his dogs. He said, man I'm, I love dogs almost more than humans He said I missed my, my dogs while I was in prison. He said, I don't know how anybody do, does it without you know without seeing their pets, but um what was the, uh, what was the hardest thing for you in prison? The hardest
1: thing for me was uh, not being able to raise my daughter. Uh, she was born during my incarceration. I left with her mom, was about four months pregnant. And so okay. I, missed, I missed like the first nine years of her life. She's 12 now. Um, and just kind of rebuilding that relationship. It takes time, you know. Um,
0: how are you so able to, was, how were you talks. able to keep that connection or, you know, try to do what you can by proxy, you know, through letters and visitation? How were you able yeah. to, uh, you know, keep all that? Uh, going in, in and them together?
1: Yeah, as you just said, man, like letters. And luckily we had email um, okay. in the federal system. And so I would kind of like send emails to her mom. And then of course she would read and then she would kind of send send messages back. I had like dedicated phone time. And in federal system, you get like 300 minutes per month. So you have to really budget your time. And so I was like, okay, cool. I got 100 minutes, you know, 150 minutes a month where I can, you know, Call her. And so my daughter, and mom was pretty, she was pretty good about that. Um, just consistently kind of talking to her. Uh, I, I didn't write much because, of course, she was so young, but yeah. I did do the email, but like pictures, I would send her like a package out, like a painting or something like that every month. And so she had like the expectation to receive something uh, from me. And yeah, so that was pretty much little small things like that. Yeah. Small stuff. Just despite, like, you know, this for the guys and You know, even some of the young ladies just in there like to have no children or whatever like, and they got a spouse or that other parent on the other side. Like, even if you're not seeing eye to eye, you know, while you're incarcerated, like, let's not take that out on our child. You know what I mean? So good. Um, just let's try to still stay in contact, even though, even though, like, your child may not even be responding. And I got a story about that, but I don't want to go all into it. It may take a little while, but I would just say, just keep. Just keep writing or keep doing whatever you're doing because chances are are high that they are receiving the letters. You know, it just may not be responding, but just kind of keep pushing that and don't let your pride get in the way of saying, you know what, forget it. I deal with it when I get out. Don't do that.
0: Other than what you're already doing, what do you think is going to be, what do you think is the answer to recidivism? Why, I mean, why do you think some people just, seem like they just go back no matter what
1: yeah i I think it's always going to be that group of people that just enjoy that stuff right <laughs> well, yep. maybe they don't realize they enjoy it but at the end of the day there's gonna be a group that like
0: it's revolving.
1: It's, a, it, it's, it's a revolving door for them right they they go back to prison it's like back at home um but for the other ones I think that's the opportunities um knowing like inspiration like what we're doing. Like, giving guys confidence um, that they can get out and they can do something different. You got to remember, like, for some people, um, this is all they did. Like, they hustled or they robbed banks or they whatever their thing was when they got into prison. Like, that's what they did. Like, they were full-time, for lack of a better term, criminal. You know what I mean? And so, we're saying, like, okay, become a legitimate citizen. Man, all I know how to do is rob, smoke dope, shoot, gang bang. that's all I've been doing my whole life. So, but when they see people like you and I that's doing something different and bringing people on, sharing stories of people that are just like them, they're like, oh, wow, you know, I can do that. Yeah. And coupling that with not only just a story, but now we're given opportunities too, like, hey, look, connect with this person, connect with this organization. And so there's really like no excuses after that, you know, after I kind of opened up the door for you, and I've shown you I've done it, you can do it too. And that's just kind of like what what people need to see. And so I think that's, my, that, that's at least part of the answer.
0: Yeah, that's good. For, that's good. So we talked about um, – you know, so when people go to your website, they're going to learn a lot about you and what you do. They're going to learn about the, uh, the trucking company opportunity that you talked about. Uh, yeah. There's also a shop on there that you can listen to podcast episodes from your website. There's also a shop on there that um, has all your shirts that say "Switch hustles. So talk about talk about that and uh, that mindset change and the 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 peril and and uh, and all that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Switch Hustle was uh, that's a term that I kind of that's kind of popped in my mind. It's like um, again, I've always been ambitious and a hustler. It's like I just had to switch my product, what I was selling, and so I was just hey, switch hustles, and um, it's really it's really a mindset shift or mindset switch. Like it's not even going from just going straight entrepreneurship or even from illegitimate to legitimate. Although that's like the base of it is for anyone, like for that young lady that that's going to college and she wants to switch her major to something different, you know, or she, you know, or someone that, that that's want to switch careers, just doing something totally opposite of what you were doing and having that confidence to be able to do it and that you, you know, that God's given whatever that your God-given ability is, a passion. It's like, if you're not doing it, just switch over and do that, you know? And he, he'll make a way and make sure that it happens. So the hustle is not just um, connected to anything illegal. That was just my story. And there's that's so good. many of, uh, other people's stories out there, but it's for anybody that's wanting to switch hustles.
0: That's so good, and, man.
1: Uh, yep. And as uh, far as, like, you know, the website, we got resources for you know, what is entrepreneurship, employment. Um, I just got off the phone today with a big trucking company that, I won't say their name right now, but y'all stay tuned for it, um, where I'm partnering up with them, providing opportunities for men and women to come home with a felony. Um, and actually uh, be own operators for this particular trucking company, uh, whether you're doing a box truck or you're doing a 4 tractor-trailer, um. Yeah. So we have those opportunities for you all. So just kind of stay in tune with the website for that.
0: Talk about that resource page a little bit, because I, I went on there and there's a ton of resources on there. Are those all local? Are some of them, you know, is that a national list or is it mostly local to Chicago?
1: Yeah. No. It's it's a national list. So uh, we get people listening from all across the country. So uh, I was pretty uh, kind of intentional about reaching out to people that were like all over the country. Just so everybody can have access to it. So everything from housing to, uh, again, like business, uh, entrepreneurship resources, uh, not a nonprofit organization on there. Um, yeah, pretty much pretty much anything, most things you can think about that men and women will need upon their release. But again, too, like, it's not only just for the formerly incarcerated, like, anybody can go on there and get those resources, but it's, it is also, um, uh, we we we, we created with the person that's forming posturing mind. Nice, nice.
0: All right, man. Uh, are you a Chicago Bulls fan? Absolutely. Okay. M,
1: uh, M, 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 MJ days though. Uh, this this new this new school is kind of, it's, it's different. They did they thing you know they tried this season, but uh, I'm 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 M J Scotty. I'm that, I'm that era.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I do consider MJ the goat, uh, all these people that yeah. talk about LeBron or KD. I, yeah. I just don't, you know, I, I think there's probably a couple of big men like Wilt and, 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 uh, and Kareem that might be the goat before people like, uh, LeBron and, and, uh, oh, yeah. KD. But, um, uh, but yeah, to me, MJ will always be the goat. You know, I'm an eighties guy I grew up in the eighties. Yeah. And, and yeah. uh, and so I, 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 I enjoyed, I enjoyed watching the bull. I'm a mass mass fan for life, but I enjoyed watching the yeah. bulls, uh, especially when, when they uh, added Rodman to the list. Cause I was, a oh, yeah. I liked Rodman when he played for the bad boys of Detroit. Uh, that was yeah. my style of basketball. Uh, I hated that MJ had to, you know, that's the one difference. I always tell people between LeBron and, and Jordan LeBron there ain't no version of the, the bad boys of Detroit Pistons that LeBron had to pay, play against like MJ did. There you go.
1: Or yeah. the Knicks. Or the Knicks, too. Yep. Right? They were kind of yep. – yeah.
0: <laughs> yep. So, uh, let's see. Let's go down the list. Bears fan? I don't too much watch a lot of
1: football, but okay. Bears, they're they, they cool because I'm in Chicago.
0: So, yeah. Okay. I would right. say, yeah. Go Cubs, Cubs, White Sox, you like baseball? or?
1: I, I, I would say the White Sox because, you know, it's on the south side and it's probably – I grew up in my project. It was like five blocks from from there, so I would see every time they hit a home run, the the fireworks would kind of pop. Nice. So I grew up seeing that. So White Sox is yeah. Okay, All i
0: would right. say
1: White Sox. Yeah. Well,
0: man, um, let me ask you a couple questions before we leave. Number one, uh, you know, if you could go back, uh, if you could go back to any any age and change something in your in your trajectory, um, yeah. would would you do it?
1: Um. Yeah, but I, I would not take away the experience of my incarceration. Only thing I would change as it relates to that was like the effect that it, if I could, right? We just had a magic wand. I would change like the the impact that it had on my daughter and yeah, my mom. Yeah. yeah, that's it. But as far as me, that was self inflicted, man. I got I got yeah. what was coming to me. You know what I mean? Uh. Yeah. But as far as like changing anything, like maybe childhood, like I would probably um. I, w- I would like confident. I, w- I would go after more things, but like, for instance, something small or was major, like trying out for having the confidence to try out for basketball, right? I think if I was on the basketball team, I would have taught me discipline. I would have taught me like teamwork and responsibility and all those different things. I just never, I was good because I played on the streets with it, but I was, I didn't have the confidence enough to try out for a team. And I, I look back and say, you know, that was one of the things that, that could have changed the trajectory of my life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So last question. There's a lot of people that are, that are prisoners um, even out here in the world of yeah. their, of their finances, of their own emotions, prisoners of uh, their upbringing prisoners of, of, you know, so many things they could be uh, imprisoned by in their heart and their mind. And then there's a lot of people in prison, uh, male and female across the nation that, and they all hear this podcast. And so um, what message regarding escaping the odds because some people out here that have never been in prison have a lot of odds stacked against them already. Uh, They come from a broken home. They lived on the wrong side of the tracks. You know, Mm -hmm. they, uh, they didn't, they didn't have the odds were stacked against them. So uh, regarding your escaping the odds, you know um, you know, idea speak to prisoners uh, from the ones behind bars and the ones that they're out here in the world. And just give them a message of hope and, uh, yeah. you know, an encouragement uh, to know that that they can escape the odds and yeah. they can, and they can rise above anything in their background and uh, and be successful in life.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. Just starting with purpose. Once a man or woman has something that they're passionate about uh, that's bigger than themselves um, and know that, you know, someone is also kind of rooting for them, whether family, friends, or you know, uh, clergy member, whatever. Right? Um, I think that once you find that purpose, you're going to keep pushing. Right? You're going to yeah. you, you're going to know that it's it's bigger than you, and it has to be bigger than you. Yeah, you know, it has to be bigger than you. Uh, with that, I would say also um, perspective is key. That's what kind of helped me change my mindset. As someone that always has it worse off than you, not saying mm-hmm. that you you thrive off of someone else's misfortune. However, there's someone with a life sentence that um that that wants 30 years. Right? There's someone on death row that wants a life sentence, right? So it's all about like how we are, how we view in our circumstances and just kind of keeping a positive mindset and a minor in a mind and Christ suit at the same time. You know, I I would really glean a lot of my um inspiration from the stories that were in the Bible. I identify with people's story. And so uh, that's my hope, man. My message of hope, man. You know, just through uh, purpose, perspective, and uh, inspiration through, through the word of God.
0: Amen. Amen. That's so good. Aaron, it's been a pleasure, man, to to, to do a background check on you. You passed. Okay. okay. And uh, <laughs> it's always good to pass a that. background check, ain't it? Yeah. Right. We, we fail so many, you know, so many don't want to, Uh, let us live, live at a certain place or, or get, get, you know, get alone or whatever because of our background, but uh, it's good to pass a background check every once in a while. So uh, thank you for, again, once again, carving out time to do this, encouraging our listener base. And, uh, and just, we will put all your uh, links, any social media links you want people to follow you on uh, make sure you send them to me. I know you're on LinkedIn, uh, but if you're also, if you're on Instagram or Facebook, let us know uh and then i will put the website and uh any other any other information you want people to know uh you let us know and we'll put it out there and so but we, okay. appreciate, we appreciate your time today man okay
1: thank thank you for having me on man it's been great man i really appreciate it everybody that's listening um that's incarcerated just you know kind of keep your head up and know that there's uh there's light at the end of the tunnel even though it may not may not look that way but just kind of where you at right now? That's that's the practice ground right there, right? Friday night lights is when you get released. That's,
0: good. that's good. Yeah, there's a lot the of dead in the tunnel, and it's not always a, 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 a an oncoming train. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> Sometimes it is, but it ain't always. Yeah, <laughs>
1: right. Yeah, there
0: you go. <laughs> All right, man. Bless you, brother, and bless your family, and uh, yep. and, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, talk to you All soon. Buddy. Thanks me. So, no matter where you've lived, no matter how you grew up. No matter what you've been involved in, whether you go to prison, whether you stay out here and be in your own prison, no matter what the odds are that are stacked up against you, you can escape them. And it's all about a mindset change. It's all about switching hustles. It's all about, you know, God, you heard him. He talked about God helped him with the mindset change. And that's the thing I like about God. He doesn't take away our skills, our talents, our gifts, our callings. He doesn't take away any of that. He uses all those, our personality. He uses the skills we've learned and and uses them and puts all that same effort but in a productive way in a points it in a productive direction. And when you're ready to do that, man, the sky's the limit. You know, we, maybe you won't make as much money uh, as you used to doing it the wrong way at first, but I promise you, Aaron Smith is on his way to making way more than he used to ever make selling dope, and uh, man, I just want to thank him. He's he's he had some such such good things to say. Uh, listen, if you if you want to check out his course, his truck driving course, where uh, it talks about getting getting a, a truck a box truck company going, you don't need your CDL for that. Uh, take that course. I think it's a, it's a what 197 bucks, a couple hundred bucks. Take the course. Go to the website, escapingtheodds.com. Check out his podcast. Uh, he's just a great guy. Look at look at some of the clothing on his website, Switched Hustles. I love that. Uh, got me one on order as well. So just listen. Share this podcast with somebody that you know that needs to escape the odds. And does not feel like they can? Does not feel like, I mean, even out here, even out here, odds are stacked up against us bills, family that doesn't approve of us, that rejects us. I know I got family that, that, that rejects me, uh, that still looks at, 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 me through the filter of my past, you know, so I, that that's an odd against you. Anytime you have somebody you that's supposed to love you, uh, look at you through the filter of, of your past, that's an odd. And, uh, you know, the odds are always stacked against us in, in every way, but that, Hey, the odds are always stacked against the underdog. And the underdog comes comes around and uh, usually is the one that doing the biting and winning. So you can escape the odds no matter where you are, no matter what you're going through, whether, whether you're stacked, um, the odds, financial odds are stacked against you. Um, it doesn't matter. I got one of our guys in our transitional house right now. The odds are stacked against him, you know, running his own business, doing things. And I, he, had a, he recently had a wreck and things are stacked up against him. It's, they're just stacking up. But doesn't matter. You keep your mindset changed. The change in your mindset that, that has already taken place, you keep it. Stay on track. Stay on focus. And everything's going to be all right. You can't escape the odds. Look at all the biblical heroes. They all escaped every odds that, was stacked, that were stacked against them. They escaped them. Everybody that's been on our show they escaped the odds and they're all still doing great. They're all still, do, do they have challenges? Absolutely. Do the, do the ones that are married have arguments? Absolutely. But they've all escaped the odds and you can too, no matter what you're going through, uh, the odds of your child coming back to God, you, you can, you can trust me, trust me, don't lose faith. If I can come back to God, anybody can. Ah. Uh, Anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, check out his website. Check out his podcast. Great stories on there, and uh, real stories, cool stories. And if you want to know more about entrepreneurship, that stuff's on there too. So I want to thank Aaron for coming on. Let's lift Let's lift Aaron up to, uh, to to the Lord in prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, we lift Aaron Smith up to you, Lord. And we pray that you give him breakthrough wherever he needs it. We pray that you give him provision. We pray that you bring big stories, big, big-time people and everyday people to his podcast so he can help share their their impact and their story. Lord, I thank you for his family. I pray that you give them everything they need. Lord, I pray you continue to uh, allow him to escape all the odds stacked against him. And Lord, even when the devil tries to 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 stack new odds against us, You've always, the Bible says, you always plan a way of escape. You always give us a way of escape. So help us to see the way of escape. When we're tempted, when we're tempted and the odds are beginning to stack up against us, whether it's to do drugs, whether it's to, to, to drink again, whether it's to uh, fight with our spouse, whether it's to yell at our kids, Lord, you, you, you said in your word that you gave us a way of escape. We can escape the odds that are stacked up against us in every situation. And we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for Aaron, his message. Lord, uh, let his business thrive in Jesus' name. Let the course sell. Let truckloads just be, you know, and Lord, bring the gas, bring the gas prices down, Lord. You know, bring them down so we can keep those, so Aaron can keep his, his margins. Lord, I thank you for Aaron, and I thank you for his message and his family. And uh, just bless him, Lord. Bless him, Lord. I pray over the listener right now. Meet them at their needs. Meet them where they are. Intervene in their life. Help them to see the escape route so they can escape whatever odds are being stacked against them right now. I pray for breakthrough in their life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening once again. We love y'all. Uh, don't don't forget to you know not let your background hold you back but make it pay you back in Jesus' name, we'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Background Check Podcast, brought to you by Forgiven Felons, helping people with a past realize their future. For more information, please visit ForgivenFelons.org. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and please don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss the latest episode. I'm JD Gum, and this has been Background Check.